Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, and we want to thank our Patreon members right out of the gate, like the legends, our project managers, Tony Zane, Jimmy Fada, Henry Backer, and Bill Grease. Our mug members include G Money and Marcus Von B. Turkey Skin Luggage members include Mark D., Matthew from Blackburn Hamlet, Burnsy79, Kevin Waghorn, Martin Peddle, Mike Ennis, Randy Spence, Retro Mags, Brian. Thank you to all our Patreon members for helping on the show. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Welcome to the program. It is the SWP, the Steve Warren Project. It's all about sports and whatever. I tend to lean to more the sports side of things. And my friend Jim Jerome, he's more about whatever kind of sports. character. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <that's it. laughs> How are you, Jimmy? Oh, good brother. Good brother. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah, it feels like a. It felt like a long seven days since I last saw you. I mean, we did we did the better part of 900 shows daily, and it feels like you're seeping out of my existence. Uh, well, I, you know what, Stevie? Um, this is how I measure whether I'm a sports fan or not. Okay. Okay. And and I've come to understand this morning uh, that I am, and I'll tell you why. When I get up each day, okay, I immediately go to uh, what's happening, what happened last night in the scores with with whatever, you know, the NFL right now with playoffs and 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 uh, golf always, okay, I always go to the golf. Uh, and then the hockey, uh, you know, so I, and and when other events are on, like I like the, I like the majors in tennis, the Aussie Open's on right now, so I'll, I'll watch all that. So I, I really like that when I get up. And I go, yeah. oh, man, there was so much that happened yesterday, you know, uh, or so much is going to happen today when I open up all the, you know, and I go, oh, this is good. This is going to be a great day. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've come to the understanding. I'm a massive sports fan because when I do get up and I look and I'm going, there's nothing going on today, like a Wednesday, for example, right? I don't even get my golf right till the mm-hmm. next day. It's like. It, it it is it it creates a, a massive gap in my life, right? So I've come to know that I am a massive sports fan. Well, and I think you're hard on yourself because when you compare yourself to the Johnny Everyman, you are a massive sports fan. You just yeah. have surrounded yourself with pro athletes all over the place and sports media junkies who are nerds on the sports right. side of things. When you compare right. yourself to the Average person, yeah, you you're absolutely a big sports fan. It no f it f it f f f ups my day <laughs> if I look and there's nothing going on. Right, I'm like what am I going to do today? What? Yeah, what am I going to? You know, well, we certainly so, have lots to talk about this week. I know, show. I know. Oh my god, today's well, a great not, day. As a Green Bay Packer fan, I'd love to go back and completely relive Green Bay's absolute surprise annihilation of the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas last week. That was just absolutely magical. As yeah. magical as it was shocking, I thought, okay, maybe the if everything goes right and there's 900 bad penalties called against Dallas, then maybe Green Bay's got a chance. No, not only did they win, but they murdered the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. So, And everybody's got, a, got an opinion of that because they either love the Cowboys or despise them. So they move on to uh, the NFL playoffs. For this weekend, four more games. It's going to be absolutely great. I think the first one is, uh, I must be about halftime right now. I haven't had a chance to watch because I just finished Baltimore, watching. Yeah, it's 10-all. Uh, 10-all? Yep, they're, they just started the second half. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, we'll get into a little of that. Um, 
We'll talk, um, I mean, we should probably start on the hockey. It's Hockey Day in Canada as we speak, after all. Finally, this sport in Canada that gets almost no attention. Finally, somebody's going to in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, I've got a vested interest this week, and you will too, because um, it's in Victoria, where the Courtnell brothers are from. Mm-hmm. And so they're a big part of this hockey day. Um, you know, there's always the charitable angle. They've they've got the great charity, uh, you know, for suicide prevention. Their their right. father committed suicide, and they've done wonderful things. You know, wonderful things. So Russ is up there this weekend with his brother Bruce and Jeff. And uh, but I but I will say this, Steve. Um, it's kind of running its course in terms of uh, what they what they want to do in this hockey day is not not just talk about the NHL level stuff, right? We're going to go local. We're going to go amateur leagues. We're going to go, um, you know, the indigenous side, right? With a lot of this stuff, which is, which has come on, which is great. And, uh, you know, stories of so-and-so, you know, it'll be like, let's not forget, especially, do you think Ron McLean loves this stuff? when he says, we're going to go to Bobby Gallardo, who was driving his kid to hockey at six in the morning along the Victoria Parkway, uh, yada 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 right and i'm like okay those, those were good six seven eight years ago and and I, I just like i was watching some of it today going okay they do this all the time yeah you're 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 i don't know if you agree with me or not it's like i i, I, I don't know how to say it seems like the feel-good story is has been out there a long time and, well, it's one of those and standards to your that- point, and to your point, uh, this this would be you know does it really need extra attention once or twice a year or however often they do it? I'm like, you know, it's well, just- I can tell you the big the biggest reason why you're probably feeling that way is because it was too much of a good thing. If it were truly an annual affair, and it is technically an annual affair. But they watered it down by the addition of, I don't know, it seemed to go off almost every week, this hometown hockey with Ron and Tara Sloan. Right. They, they, they did that for many years until they finally stopped it about a year ago. And uh, I think Tara Sloan is now with the San Jose Sharks, not doing uh, anything with uh, Sportsnet anymore. But that was the reality. I mean, it was already kind of funny to me to have a hockey day in Canada when every day of the winter is hockey day in Canada for many Canadians. But yeah. on top of that, now you've... You've doubled down and you've done a hometown hockey. I don't know if that, again, I don't know if it was weekly or monthly, but I said once Hockey Day in Canada rolled around, it's pretty much the same thing, and it watered it down for me. So, I mean, I can have a Hockey Day in Canada any night of the week, really. Right, right. Like right now, I feel like I could I could basically just grab a six-pack right now, call up 10 buddies, hit the local outdoor rink, stick a six-pack of cans uh, in the snowbank and and go to town and have a real grassroots hockey kind of a day. Yeah, right. I just, I, I, I think, you know, that's a story that can be told a few times, but yeah, it's, it's been, I, it's just new, it's just new faces and new people and new towns. It's the same stories though. Yeah. It's like, if you, you know, hockey, hockey's here to stay. <laughs> this just in, okay. Uh, you know, is it has a plateaued is, you know, there's, there's an interesting side to hockey of, uh, you know, the cost of it, right, is mm-hmm. exorbitant. And, you know, totally. when you, you, you know, when you talk to a parent, you know, saying what, what's the deal with your kid, right? There's this, there's always this story about, you know, what, what, what are parents doing with kids? Are they living the dream? Are they pushing them towards, uh, 
that's still out there, right? That parents are going bananas about, I want my kid to make the NHL. You know, the other story is it's, it just costs way too much. It costs tens of thousands of dollars to put your kid in hockey. And is that a problem? For sure it is, Stevie, because there's lots and lots of kids who are uber talented at hockey who can't play because of the cost. Yeah, There's a story. Four, There's 450 a story. for a stick now. If you want to yeah. go high end, you're you're in for 450 for a stick before tax. Yeah. What? Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, though there there that's a story, you know. Yeah. If you looked at a different sport, you know, curling for example, you know, I do that other podcast with Kevin Martin. You know, that that one is they're they're fighting to grow the sport. Right. So what they need is a curling day in Canada, you know, or a curling uh, you know, there's there's some unbelievable stories how the the sport is kind of growing. There's there's a curling club we did a we did a uh, like a online thing a Zoom meeting with a curling club in Nigeria. You right, know? I mean, it was a really cool story. You know, the, there's there's you know stuff going on in that sport that would make sense about you know to have this thing and say where it's at. But anyway, I I was watching it. I was watching Ron standing there with a hoodie on with a Victoria. Blazers or whoever, old Cougars. retro hoodie and a hat. And there's a game going on behind him, a little pickup game, you know, going, you know, let me tell you how hockey started here in, in Victoria. Yeah. Okay. I'll go over to the NFL game. Uh, not, not, <laughs> yeah. Nothing against Ron, but, but no, I, I just, no. I need some more. It's, 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 uh, I, I think you're right. I think you're right that, that you go hockey day in Canada. Uh, hmm. Yeah, every day is hockey day in Canada. So totally, and yeah, all the totally. stories are there. You know, here's yeah, they, here's so and so with the Vancouver Canucks visiting a hospital. You know, or, or yeah. yeah, they're just they're very they're just slight variances from story. They're gonna okay, we're gonna interview the you know the the head of the minor hockey who's uh, put to, he's been in it for forty years. It's a great story, and it and attention should be given. But it's right, you know, from a national perspective, it's a story that's been told. And anyway. Right. There are people who like Hockey Day in Canada who listen to this podcast, so I hope you enjoy it. I hope yeah. we didn't ruin it or anything like that. But uh, there's lots of NHL news. I just finished watching the uh, Senators lose to the Winnipeg Jets 2-1. to one. I'm in a stage now where um, uh, I'm celebrating good efforts <laughs> because that was one of the best games the Sens have played all year against, a, well, a team that could be a cup contender this year. Right. And it was interesting. You'd find this interesting. You, probably, you, know, mo- you, you know both men, Rick Bonus versus Jacques Martin. That yeah. is the old. That is, I, I actually asked Liam this afternoon. That is the oldest coaching matchup in NHL history. Oh, no with, kidding! <laughs> yeah, that Rick Bonus at sixty nine and Jacques Martin at seventy one. I, I mean, good coaching, I guess, just never goes out of style. There you go. There's Hockey Day in Canada. You know, I love that story. That's something new. Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah, like Winnipeg was nine and one going into that game. Um, the overtime goal, Steve. By the Jets guy, I. It's the first time I've seen in a long time a guy score a goal uh, from twenty feet away with a backhand. Yeah, no, I was. You see guys a, flip it, you know, in around the time. So, you know, the guy, the guy ripped one on a backhand. You know, it's the, it's a goalie's. You know, it, it it's enough to make him want to quit. A guy scored on you on a backhand from twenty feet away. Yeah, oh, yeah, but that was one of those deals where you want your goalie to make a save. Yeah. And I, because on the play, so it was Nikolai Ehlers. And if I, I was actually going to put this out on Twitter to say, 
Well, I know Nikolai Ehlers is going to do something special today because he's taking on the Ottawa Senators. He's had a great history. He's well over, right. like, he's a point, point and a half a game guy against the Sens. And he had been shut out to that point. But there he goes. He beat Jacob Chikrin, but Chikrin did his job in that he pushed him to the outside, maybe gave him a better opportunity than he should have. But mm-hmm. he's on the backhand. He's way out, like you said. There's no way that you should be getting beaten there uh, in those circumstances. And, and as much as I'm you know, celebrating the two coaches in question because they have a great long careers and everything. I was raging at the TV as well because the Sens just got back Josh Norris. And you know, in the three on three, you have to have a great, your great face off guy out there. Cause we know that winning that opening face off in the three on three, if you win it, the other team might not see the puck, the whole freaking overtime. You right. know, it just, right. it just, you have to win that face off. So what does Jacques Martin do? He puts out cause, he, cause he's got closure at his disposal who is the you know top three face-off man in the league for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't put Claude Giroux out there. He puts Josh Norris out there, who's been on the DL for the last two weeks. This is his first game back. So not only is he putting out an inferior face-off guy, he's putting out a guy who's probably on his last legs, probably feeling gassed. So I really oh. thought that was a bit moronic in the game. Draft. but uh, Draft pick. Draft pick? Yeah. Let's... Let's oh. let's let's uh let's play okay, boys. But there might be the odd one we could lose, you know. Yeah, right? tankathon, tankathon. Yep. Yeah, but it was one of the TV? best games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think this is a team that everybody expected to be way better than they are. That performance today, they were defensively responsible. They badly outshot the Jets. They didn't give up that many chances. That looked like the improvement that they were hoping for when they fired DJ Smith and went to Jacques Martin. Now let's see if they can do it on a sustained basis. The New it's York Islanders are hoping. Yeah. The New York Islanders. Nightmare. They brought Jacques in and they're losing all these games. Sorry, Steve. Sorry. No, no. I, th- I thought it was going to take a little while, you know, because Jacques is very committed to defensive details. And this has been Lord of the Flies here for the last five years, pretty much. So now there's an adult in the room. It's going to take a, t- a little time for the kids <laughs> to kind of figure things out. Right. Uh, it will be interesting in New York, though, to see what the adjustment will be like to Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy is now the New York Islanders head coach. They fired Lane Lambert today, hired Patrick Roy, and man, does GM Lou Lamorello love his former Montreal Canadiens as coaches. Like you think about Jacques Lemaire has been his coach. Larry mm-hmm. Robinson has been his coach. There's been some others as well. Don't have a list in front of me, but I know there's four or five other, or four or five in all. And so uh, that will be interesting to see if Patrick Roy, after a long layoff, he was the Colorado Avalanche head coach for three years from 2013 to 16. He basically bailed on Joe Sackick and the Avalanche in the late summer, saying, I'm not right. I'm not coaching anymore. And he hasn't had an opportunity back in the NHL since. He just won the Memorial Cup with the Quebec Ramparts last year. Now he's with the Islanders. It will be interesting to see if he's figured some things <laughs> out and, uh, and is an effective NHL head yeah. coach again. Well, finally, you know, they've been floating that name around for a long time, Steve, to be a head coach. So uh, finally, he gets his uh, he gets his deal. I kid. I kid, folks. <laughs> like, I didn't. Well, they, he, I just he had assumed, mentioned for the Sens job. Yeah, okay. So I just assumed when you sent me that story, I'm I, I like you said, okay, Patrick Waugh named head coach in New York. Yeah. I'm going, well, I'm just assuming, Steve, he was with the Islanders as an assistant or something you know, or a scout or, or something, you know, and no, no, no. that could, uh, well, we'll see, we'll see, you know, we'll see. I, uh, um, 
was I going to say? I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, I know. So it's, you know, the way hockey works, Stevie. Yeah. You know, generally, uh, you know, the head coaches come and go. And then the replacement is always usually a promotion of an assistant. Mm -hmm. So if you're an assistant with the Islanders this morning going, what? (laughs) What? What? Give me a shot. I I suppose that's... uh... That's a. I mean, you you got to get the best guy though. Whether it's the, the guy right. you think is from within or outside, I think the thing with Patrick Dewey is going to be interesting is the volatility level and because uh, I mean, when he was in Colorado, man, he tore Matt Duchesne a new one because in the middle of a five-one game, Matt Duchesne at the end of the season hit the thirty-goal mark and they're down five-one right. in the game and he did a little celebration for hitting the thirty-goal mark and you can imagine Patrick Dewey being as old school as he is. He's right. not that old, like he's in his late fifties, but he's older than that. He's he's got like a I don't know, a nineteen fifties mentality when it comes to that kind of thing. And he just ripped Matt Duchesne a new one for celebrating in the midst of a five one right. loss. So right. uh we'll see how it goes. It should be interesting. Uh, but I'm uh, I think the NHL is more interesting and certainly our jobs uh in talking and reacting to NHL news uh is a lot easier when you've got someone like Patrick Dewar who could go sideways at any time. I could see him, you know, he got in one riff with a uh, rift with uh, Bruce Boudreaux at one point where he's almost knocking the plexiglass down between the two benches Beautiful. one time. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we love for sure. Yeah, we'll um, be watching a couple Islander games. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It will be the whole division's interesting now because in that same division, you've also got John Tortorella and you've also got Peter Laviolette. Those guys have also had, you know, standing on the bench, screaming matches with other coaches. So all of a sudden, the Metropolitan Division is getting very, very feisty indeed. Got to admire the Philadelphia Flyers under John Tortorella, too. Like, he has, you know, people have said, oh, he's a knuckle dragger. He's, you know, he's a game has passed him by. He has taken a very pedestrian Flyers roster and turned them into one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They are a playoff team. I thought the Senators were going to leave that team in particular in the dust. I thought they were mm-hmm. a lottery team. And kudos to John Tortorella for getting that team to all just sort of straighten up, fly right on the same page. And they're just uh, they're a tough out every time, every time they uh, hit the ice. Are you ready to take your Ford ownership to the next level? Introducing Ford Pass at Jim K. Ford, your passport to a world of convenience and control. Start your vehicle remotely, lock or unlock it from your smartphone, receive instant alerts about your vehicle's health, and schedule service appointments. Don't miss out on the Ford Pass revolution at Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans, or online at jimkford.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped our family sell a home a few years ago. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. You know what is uh, kind of semi-interesting, Steve, is uh, like the Islanders. Well, I hope are- everything we've talked about to this point has been semi-interesting. No, no, on the story, the Islanders story. Oh. Um uh, the the Islanders are like nineteen and fifteen. They got forty nine. Just looking, they got forty nine points. I mean, the Flyers have fifty six. They're only seven back of second place, and yeah. only only nine back of the Rangers. So it's kind of you know, it's a timing thing. Flyer, the Islanders, are, yeah, the Islanders aren't brutal like the Sens were. 
but they have lost four in a row and six of seven, and they've been in a playoff spot for a lot of the season. They're not in the playoffs now. Right. And so I, there's one thing about Lou Lamorello. He has never been shy to fire his coaches at odd times. If you'll recall, I think it was Larry Robinson, I want to say. Like, there were two occasions in New Jersey. 68. <laughs> yeah. There were two occasions in New Jersey where he fired his head coaches right at the end of the season as they were going into the playoffs. He fired uh, Robbie Fatorik. Uh, I might get this right. Um, Larry Robinson, I think, took over for Robbie Fatorik. And I know he also ended up firing Claude Julien near the end of a season as well. Um, and uh, so it's just this guy is not really concerned what you think in terms of the timing of his head coaching changes. Right. Um, so even though the team is not brutal, eh, he's, he's, I guess his spidey senses are tingling. Right. You know, Lou, most guys wouldn't fire their coach, but you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I watched Dateline last night? Oh, did you? Nice. Really? Nice. Really? But you didn't do that, did you? God, love that. Um, yeah. What people now, are forgetting, Steve, what people are forgetting is the time – uh, Patrick Waugh spent with the Minnesota North Stars. He would have looked people good in forget green. That. They do. Huh? Yeah. Thank you for being here to, uh, to remind people of that. It's fantastic. <laughs> you didn't uh, do that. <laughs> uh, another tough day for traditional media on Friday, sports illustrated basically fired everybody. Right. We all grew up. Well, a lot of us grew up with uh, sports illustrated subscriptions. My buddy, Mike Libra, was uh, his entire bedroom, I remember, just on the other side of, of Richmond, his entire bedroom, he put uh, Sports Illustrated covers like it was wallpaper. So he had a oh, very cool. large room, and it was all Sports Illustrated covers. It was very cool. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of us grew up with it. And it uh, looks like it's, well, it's it's close to death store. It's not official, but right. there's certainly lots of doubt on the future of the magazine after the massive layoffs. So Sports Illustrated is now kind of being run by a company called the Arena Group, which is also sort of one of my bosses, too, with the hockey news, because they're also overseeing it. I'm mm -hmm. told that everything is fine in that area. But, uh, yeah, the Arena Group has uh, something like, I don't know, over 100 employees at the uh, Sports Illustrated, and all of them are being laid off. Right. And uh, the Arena Group said in a filing earlier this month, it failed to make a $3.75 million payment to... Um, um, uh, I don't know what the details are here. Someone, uh, yeah. yeah, to somebody, yeah, to the Authentic Brands Group. Um, so that's the uh, the parent company, um, of Arena Group. So that's the flowchart: Authentic Brands Group, then the Arena Group, then the actual magazine itself. And so, basically, uh, there's changes afoot here. But it's certainly a great, great magazine. Your old buddy Wayne Gretzky was on the cover of it when he retired. Um, right. He must have been on it several times, but uh, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of great memories for a lot of sports fans with Sports Illustrated uh, and its history now in doubt. Here's a, a little aside for you, Steve. Before I make my comments, what people are waiting for? Yes, uh, I was in Sports Illustrated, Steve. You and what I might issue. Yeah, there was uh, a, a Sports Illustrated guy came to town to do a story on on uh, the Moose, Mark Messier, mm -hmm. and. He followed, I was hanging, we were thick as thieves back then. And he was, he just, it was kind of cool. Uh, he followed him around for, it was in the summer. He followed him around for four or five days and we were playing golf every day back okay. then. And I don't know if he interviewed me or not. I, I don't think so, but I know my picture is in there. 
cool. My picture's in there when we're teeing off on the 16th hole at the Edmonton Country Club. I think Mark's uh, over the ball or teeing it up. And I'm in the, I'm there, Stevie. Full view, smoking a jet. Nice. In Sports guess Illustrated, what? Stevie, they put, a, they put a picture of a guy smoking a cig. And, My guess uh, would have been you bringing in a whole cooler filled with ice and Molson's into the Oilers dressing room after a game. That was going to be my prediction. No, to no, no, you that wasn't it. it. Yeah. Um, or licking boots. Here's, here's the thing, Stevie, this is, this is really interesting, right? When we, we talk about what's the biggest changes in sports, you know, over our lifetime and mm-hmm. what's happening lately. And, and a lot of it is the, the exorbitant salaries, right? When we look up that the guys are signing the five, $600 million deals in all sports, right? In all sports and where that's going to go. But but the bigger story, Stevie, is is Sportsnet, for example, Steve, is kind of in shambles. They keep doing layoffs. I don't know what's happening at TSN. You know, those were the only games in town for a long time, for a long right. time. So what everyone is talking about is um, what, are, what are these guys going to do when there's a million options, Stevie? Like I was flipping through YouTube the other night, just, you know, and, and, and don't, don't kill me about this because yeah, I know there's, you know, and, and you can click in a second, of course, on something. Here's a story. You can say sports news and like a thousand of them come out and, and you're going to, you're going to get anything you want, right? In, in lightning speed. Right. You know, my, my kids, uh, when they come over to my house, I have, I have terrestrial network cable, you know, <laughs> and, I'm like, flip the game on, you know, it's like, okay, dad, where, where, what, what, you know, it's on, well, it's on NBC, you know, the golf, the golf's on CBS and, and the hockey's on CBC. What? <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> and so they're saying, dad, we got to set you up here. We got to set you up with a fire stick and yada, yada, yada. And you can get any sport, anytime, you know, whatever, whenever, and, and how you want to watch it. Okay. So I think I think Stevie everyone keeps talking positively but I think it's going to have a, a negative effect that streaming's going to be the way to go. Okay? So um you want to watch a game, you're going to pay a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you're going to watch it on your laptop or your smart TV or whatever. And everyone goes that's brilliant, you know, that's brilliant. The problem I see Stevie is when when they're going to go to streaming which they have, okay? Is there's going to be way too many options. There's going to be a thousand streaming devices or or com- whatever it is, companies or whatever that you're gonna you're gonna have to pick, right? And and it's going to become you know when Sports Illustrated or 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 all these other network TVs or other services are going to look at this, going, do we really want to get into the streaming game? You know when. Tonight the the Oilers are playing whoever at eight o'clock, and you can watch that on, you know, twenty seven different services. I, yeah, and those I, are the, I, those are just the legal ones. That we, I mean, we talked about the illegal ones that are right. That are all what do you think, Steve? Sure. Like like you've been around the sports game a long time. For me, it's the biggest change in sports, right? And we're on the cusp of how is this all going to play out? Mm-hmm. It's still relatively new, you know. And 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 to cover, forget Stevie, and we're in the same game. Forget how many podcasts, you, you know, if you look at hockey, for example, how many different podcasts you can go to, to, to listen to hockey. 
Yeah, and that's five hundred. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the bane. That's the bane of traditional sports radio right now, too, and that there's so many podcasts yeah. that are out there. And using the Sports Illustrated example, and Michael Farber, who worked for Sports Illustrated for a long time, he even admits that you know maybe they were a little too slow to moving the magazine online because I think that uh, for a long time, as there were free options popping up, providing really good content in the sports realm. Um, whether it's blogs or official websites, um, the right. Sports Illustrated of the world, you know, even even newspapers are in the same boat. They want to go on and move everything online at this stage, but they're finding that there's so many free options out there that they can't continue to charge what they've been charging. So a lot of it is right. uh, the, the evolution is has just changed everything. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's... Well, see- that's where it's going. This, you, if you, it's one of those, you know, got to swim or you're going to sink. Well, think of think of the day, Stevie, when you're just talking about your buddy at all the covers. When I, I, you know, I think Sports Illustrated, like 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 McLean's, like Time Magazine, like Vogue or anything else, they came out monthly. Yeah, right. That you would, I got, I got to run and get my, you know. So say it's say it's the October edition, Stevie. Okay, mm-hmm. and you get around to it on October seventeenth. When you're in your confectionery, Steve, and right. you go, I'm going to pick up that copy of Sports Illustrated. It's, it's this month's. Well, imagine that now, Stevie, if it's two and a half weeks old, yeah, and you you pick up a coffee copy of Sports Illustrated, going that this these stories are, you know, two weeks old. Yeah, I I I I I, I read about this online at about five after ten when the story broke at ten o'clock. Yeah. You know, it's just like, what, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Even when they came, maybe it comes out bi-weekly now. I don't know. Maybe it comes out weekly or was, I, I have no idea, but, but there's no way you're going to be able to keep pace with what I can do by the click of a button, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so, it's, it's, it's just transitions to like, I think about the hockey news again, I, I work there and, and they still have the magazine out, but they've moved everything online as well. And the way the online works is it's, uh, you know, it's all about clicks and views and things like that. And so, you know, because it's so it's so hard to basically go to a business and say, can you sponsor this online? Because, you know, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, business owners who aren't necessarily, I and mean, they're starting now. I shouldn't say that it's probably a 10-year-old take. They're starting mm-hmm. now to buy online properties and things like that but there's also you know guys north of 60 who still want tangible things right things they can you know they can hear things they can pick up with a newspaper or a magazine and they see their ad there that makes sense but right. you know the all the online stuff it's not tangible and so that uh that gets a little on the tricky side so well it, who, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where it all goes yeah and who 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 are you gonna pick up sports illustrated you know what what writer Okay, is there with Sports Illustrated that you're going, I want to read this guy's piece. Right. Okay. You got to be a real sports fan to know who that is. I don't. Okay. So you're going to, you know, you're going to look at, at, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to look at Antonio Gallardo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who writes for Sports Illustrated. Or are you going to tune into Steve Warren's podcast and hear this and hear the story? A guy who knows what he's talking about, who's been around the game. Not that the Sports Illustrated guy doesn't. You know, or you're going to go to 32 Thoughts or 42 Thoughts, the podcast with Elliot Friedman. You know that you're you're that that's what they're up against. You know, that's what they're up against. Um, yeah, yeah. There's so, a str- I mean, that that's there's so, so many. They're done. You know, 
so many people get laid off, right? There, there's lots of, and I think there's a perception that these people are all just going to go and uh, drift off into the sunset, and never be heard from again. And there's there's a a lot of very good writers out there. There's a lot of good broadcasters out there who are starting to do things for themselves online, making right. good money at it and chipping away. And if uh, at what traditional media is trying to do, and so yeah, I mean it's it's not going in a good McCowan, direction for traditional media. That's for sure. Yeah, Bob McCowan saw it coming. You know, he's 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 uh, you know been doing a podcast with. Um, what's his face john shannon yeah with john shannon you know he saw it coming right and, is he still uh, doing that because i know he had, i think he had a stroke but uh, yeah he had yeah he had many some months issues, ago but yeah but i think i think he's back doing it okay um and he's got a hundred thousand listeners or something you know actually i'm with the same company with him actually for advertising the ones we mm-hmm. do in the suspendables and uh that guy was smart he was smart you know um I and he's he not, laid off he, He's not the most humble guy in the world. No, no. You know, he's he's not the most humble guy in the world. Uh, so for him to to move away from that thing, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me. He said, "No problem. I'll get a job with anybody, CBC or Sportsnet or, or whoever." Yeah, are you sure he didn't get laid off though? Well, he might have got laid off, but but he, you know, you you would predict that McGowan would say, "No problem. My phone's going to be ringing off the wall in five seconds." Mm-hmm. But but I I don't think it was. I think even as good as he is, as good as he thinks he is, which he is, uh, he he moved into the you know the podcast game. Right. This just in, Steve. People are doing podcast. Are you ready to take your Ford ownership to the next level? Introducing Ford Pass at Jim K. Ford. Your passport to a world of convenience and control. Start your vehicle remotely. Lock or unlock it from your smartphone. Receive instant alerts about your vehicle's health and schedule service appointments. Don't miss out on the Ford Pass revolution at Jim K. Ford. 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or online at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes. This is Ryan. Ryan would love to start his own podcast as a fun way to create content for all his platforms, to better connect with his customers, and build a new audience. But Ryan isn't great with technology, and he has a lot of questions. What's the easiest way to record a high-quality podcast? Does he need to travel to a studio? What equipment will he need? How does he get his podcast online? What if he has an out-of-town guest? Capital Podcast had all of Ryan's answers. After a free consultation, we took care of everything for him. All Ryan had to worry about was jumping on the mic and starring in his own show. He's recording this week's episode right from his office. His expert guest this week is one of his customers who's in a Chicago hotel room. And Capital Podcast is online with them, making sure the final product is perfect. Easy, convenient, professional. Contact us today and star in your own show with capitalpodcast.ca. Couple other things before we wrap up today. Of course, we have the yes. NFL uh, going hot and heavy this weekend. Looking forward to this evening watching my Packers yeah. uh, in action against the San Francisco 49ers. That will be another big challenge for them to win on the road against a very good team. Tomorrow it's Tampa Bay, Detroit, KC, Buffalo, and, uh, Houston's taking on Baltimore as we speak. And you said it was 10-10 at the half, right? 17-10 right now. All right. Uh, first and 10, Baltimore on the Texan 26-yard line. And who's winning? Baltimore, up 17-10. Gotcha. So yeah. big weekend for sure. I'm uh, getting go- killed with the bookie, Steve, in the NFL. Oh, no. Killed, oh, no. man. Yeah. 
And the ones that the, the bets I missed, Steve, uh-huh. okay, where I go, I was going to bet this and I missed it, are the ones I would have won. So that's how right. bad I'm going. Yeah, I forgot to put it in. I thought it was a night game. I, I missed it. You know. I think that, so. like, like it, as it was when I was writing for your mom, when we used to yeah. do NFL selections and your mom would read the script that we'd, that I'd provide for her and I'd make the selections, I always did very, very well because I never actually put any money on that. When I, yeah. when I'm making, when I'm making predictions that don't involve any kind of prosperity for me, I do yeah. pretty well. Like in the last Sens game. Yeah. And you can check this on Twitter. This is not me BSing. Sens yeah. are taking on Montreal. I said, man, I'm feeling it tonight. The Sens are going to win this game by four goals. Right. Make the final. Ottawa six, Montreal two. Didn't make a single penny on that thing. People thought I was from the future though. So that was cool. My favorite, my favorite line from you when, uh, when you were doing sports select, I think, or when it came along and I remember that Don Cherry promoting sports select. Yeah. Pro line Um, sports select. I did a commercial with him in the uh, pro line or sports select. My favorite line was you came in one, one day and you in the morning go, get this, Jimmy, get this. I win three games, but I didn't win the fourth. Fuck. <laughs> I lose my sports select bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, no kidding, huh, Stevie? No yeah. I lost again, if you can believe it. Yeah, that's that was why it was such a scam. Like, well, not a scam, but they they, they lay it out for you and it, and why I yeah. participated and I'll never know. You win three or four with a bookie, you know, you're rolling in it. You win. You're rolling, uh, right? But even you get jack squat. Uh, with the old yeah. pro line back in the day. A um, right. couple other things before we go, though, as I wanted to mention. Um, regarding Austin the NFL. Matthews? No? Okay. No, I do, we'll, do, we'll do that next time. But the NFL, because, yes. I mean, Austin Matthews is scoring up a storm for sure. He's got a chance at 70 goals if he stays healthy this year. That's a pretty great story. But we have time to talk about that as the show runs uh, out of time here. But uh, Fuck it. We already did. That's good enough. There you go. Uh, Tampa Bay and Detroit, like I mentioned, are playing this weekend. And maybe the question of the year, I mean, it's got to be an old timer for lame questions. And it's not even right. Super Bowl week. Usually the Super Bowl week is where all the lame questions come out from all the non-sports reporters coming out and saying things like, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Or asking Doug Williams, how long have you been a black quarterback? Things like that. Oh, um, even I know most, that answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. So in the Detroit game, for as Tampa Bay's getting ready, the, in Tampa Bay, uh, one of the reporters there was really concerned. You know, they've seen all the bad weather they've had in Buffalo, you know, <laughs> several feet of snow. They barely got the game in. They had to postpone it initially. The weather's been bad, really cold. And Tampa right. Bay, well, they're a warm weather team. So, Coach, uh, Coach right. Todd Bowles, uh, what exactly? How are you preparing for this exact? So, what she forgot was that Detroit plays inside inside a dome. Oh, she so, didn't. Oh. So listen to this. This is brutal. Like it, it just makes you cringe because the question goes on for so long. You can see Todd Bowles with his poker face, but you can still tell. Oh, I'm gonna have to light this woman up. Here we go. <laughs> you, you, I'm looking forward towards uh, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures <coughs> it's in the top two. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't know. Um, 
no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. So there is Todd Bowles letting a female reporter down gently as um, she probably wanted to crawl into a hole. I, I've, I've asked dumb questions in scrums and news conferences before or questions that have been asked already. I hated those because we had the three-person morning show, right? And sometimes you're exhausted and you do, you don't pay attention for a question. And then you realize oh, yeah, it's your right. turn to ask a question and you're like, uh, boys, we, uh, buddy, we're just, uh, we just asked that question uh, next. Right. But to that, loves when that happened, though, we we oh. celebrated that when it happened. Oh yeah, I would know, Stevie. I yeah, would we know. always do the uh, handcuff thing. You're <laughs> you're done. You're done. Right. But yeah, that right. was uh, that was that, that woman must have felt terrible. Absolutely, yeah, the poor yeah. girl. Um, and uh, we'll we'll close it up with this, unless you had anything else to. Well, I got um, a I, I got a funny story. I just warns he's going to laugh his head off. Um. So my daughter's in Phoenix. I'm heading down there tomorrow. I'm gonna. She's she's there with her business partner. Okay. Uh, kids these days, Steve. What's going nice. on in Phoenix, Sid? Yeah, we're just gonna go down there and we can work. We're gonna work from there. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We rented a place for three months. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about a green card and all that? Yeah. What I don't know something or, no, just the fact that you know they they just up and leave and go wherever they want. Everyone works from home. Oh. So she's had the nightmare. Uh, the guy didn't. The, the guy who owns the Airbnb didn't pay his um, water bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's no water. They get there. Like, oh okay. boy, <laughs> they figured out. And then the power went out. Stevie didn't pay his power bill. Okay. What? Yeah. So if that's not funny enough, Steve. Okay. Sid goes to have a shower. Okay, when the water gets turned on, mm-hmm. it's a tub shower. Okay, like an old tub shower. The the shower's running, Steve, and the water starts to gather, Steve, at the other end of the tub instead of where the you know it's supposed to go down the drain. Oh no! So the tub the tub is on. It's it's so it's tilted. The drain is higher, Steve, than the oh, than the back oh. of the tub. They probably had shims underneath that gave way. Well, I don't or something. know what. I just that's you know it's just absolutely the best. From oh man. So, I'm laughing my head off. That sounds like that sounds like a bad plan. I thought she had a good job, like running a restaurant or something. Well, she did, but she wanted to get out of it to grind Stevie running the. It's a nightclub, right? Yeah. Okay. She got out of that. Was she's getting long in the tooth for it? No, she's a digital marketer. No, she's a partner in a digital marketing firm, and they're doing great. They're doing great. Very nice. Um. What are you closing thought? it out. I was I was gonna I was gonna close it out with this because it is uh, you know we're, we're recording this here on Saturday and I saw this advertisement for Saturday Night Live and uh, it's gotten to a stage now where I don't know and you know you guys used you and Jr used to say oh he's the king of pop culture and all that you know all these pop culture references right. I don't know if it's an age thing or what probably is so here's what here's your cast right now Marcello Hernandez De- Devin Walker Chloe Trost. Michael Longfellow, Molly Kearney, Bowen Yang, Keenan Thompson. We know him. He's been around there yeah. for, I think, 80 years. Then you got Sarah Sherman, Ego Nwadden, Punky Johnson, James Johnson, Heidi Gardner, Chloe Feynman, oh. Andrew Dice-Mukes. Then I know these three, Mikey Day, Colin Jost, and Michael Shea. Those are the Andrew, ones I know. Andrew Dice. Someone did the clay thing. Um, Andrew Dice-Mukes, you said. He borrowed Andrew Dice Clay's name. Huh. Andrew Dice-Mukes. Oh, Dismukes. Dismukes. I thought you said Andrew Dice. 
Andrew Dice was- Peterson. <laughs> no. So we know nobody. Yeah. We know nobody, and yeah, so it's like it, it's not just the because th- that was what grabbed me. I didn't know who the, the people were tonight. One of them's from Saltburn. One of the actors from It, which is uh, oh, good show, good show, yeah. Stevie. Your fan? I watched it. Yeah. Apparently, I'm supposed to watch a bathtub scene. What is that about? Yeah, is that- Stevie, one hundred percent. Okay, you don't want to ruin it. Uh, well, I can tell you because you made preview not watch just it. preview dabble in previewing it for me. Okay, so this is Graham Creech from TSN twelve hundred. They said he, I can't wait to hear the Steve Warren review of the salt burn bathtub scene. I have not yeah, seen it. It, it. So the dude is kind of in love with this other dude, and he they go to college together, and it's really really kind of dark. But this guy, uh, and he loves the guy who invites him to his summer home with his mm-hmm. parents. Okay, for for a summer vacation for a couple of weeks, and it's you know it's 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 a really good movie. So he he he's in love with this guy, right? And the guy doesn't really know it, and mm-hmm. uh, this is so it's, it's kind of this crazy dynamic. So he's kind of spying on the guy at night, Steve. Okay, and how should, how can I put this? Um. So he happens to see the bathroom door open, Steve, and the guy's having a bath. Okay. All right. And okay, he's really, really enjoying having a bath. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You got it? In the realm of Kevin Spacey at the start of American Beauty, this will be the right. highlight of my day. Right. That's right. Okay. Uh, and he finishes, Steve. <laughs> oh, no. Himself. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's in the bathtub, Steve. He finishes and then gets out of the bathtub, Steve, and does whatever he does, gets, you know, tells mm-hmm. off and disappears. And dude, Stevie, goes into the bathroom to watch the tub draining. Uh, okay. Yeah. And he sort of, he, he, he wants to, Stevie, he, he'd like to stop. Some 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 oh, stuff no. going down the drain. Oh yeah. no! Okay, yeah, yeah. that's all. I, so, that's enough. Okay, so Stevie, so Stevie, how would you do that if you did? Right, you'd sort of put your hand down there to block anything going down the drain. <laughs> sure, sure, Steve. yeah, sure, Steve or Steve or Steve, would you would you fire your face into the tub, Steve? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! He really loved the guy, Steve. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Stevie, I I don't know why I thought of you when I said it's worth it would go bananas. I I was just like this. Are you? (laughs) What? What? Looking at. Oh, my God. All right. What a way to end the program right there, ladies and gentlemen. How gross would it be, Stevie, to put your hand in the tub? Well, the dirty water and stuff is draining. How gross is yeah. that? No, it's, it's, no, it's no, just gross. No, not that. We'll just go beyond that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it's, no matter how you slice it, it's, uh, yeah. totally, yeah. totally <laughs> gross. And so this is, this is your way of, uh, saying it's a great movie? Well, <laughs> I don't, like, is it great beyond that? It's a, no, it's a hell of a movie. Yeah. That's yeah. A, it's a hell of a, a movie with twists and turns and, 
Yeah, it's good. I don't know who the director was. He says, I got an idea what we could do for the bathtub scene. Jesus. Wow. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I salute you, sir. Yeah. Like, you told that story in such a way that it didn't, I don't think that offended anybody. No. Exactly. That was well done. Very well done. Because the, the, the 2000 Jim Jerome, you know, you just, you'd just be saying everything. I exactly. wouldn't leave anything to the imagination. Exactly. <laughs> And I'm happy we're here. So let's call it quits before anything gets sideways. Uh, Enjoy your day, everybody. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. Have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, James. Good night, everybody. (laughs) See you. See, now you you almost made it. (laughs) 